Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Shaded Youth. As usual, we have another special guest on for this week. We have a fellow podcaster, you know, colleagues, if you will. Um, we had on Faison a couple episodes ago, and now we have on the one and only Mashhood, who runs the Fikra podcast. Um, it's an amazing podcast, mashallah. He gets on a bunch of these scholars and, and you know, they're students of knowledge, and they talk about different um Islamic sciences and also their, you know, uh, journey seeking knowledge and mashallah, it's been super beneficial for me, especially um, this past couple of weeks, I've been listening to it a lot. So khair for, you know, all the, uh, all the stuff that you've been benefiting us, bro. Um, so before we get uh, super into it, let me just introduce my guest because I haven't done that yet. Mashud, bro, how are you, man? Alhamdulillah, I'm good, man. Very, very interesting man. to be on the other side. <laughs> is it weird like does it does it feel different it's it feels different it feels different it does yeah because i know that i'm usually the one with the questions i don't really like this is this is outside of the comfort zone you know it's great it's great though it's fine all right well inshallah you're in good hands um so the first question is is pretty easy uh it's pretty much just who are you man um just tell us a little bit about yourself what you do why the stuff you do is important to you and why exactly you're still doing it. MashaAllah. So, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulullah Wa Ala Alihi Sahbihi Wa Nawala. MashaAllah, like this is a great, great podcast you run. You know, may Allah SWT put barakah in it. Really Ameen. do love it. Uh, you've had a lot of much better guests than me. Uh, so, MashaAllah, if, if anybody out there, you got to tune in to other episodes as well. Um, my name is Mashhood. I'm uh, no one really special. I'm uh, in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I'll just say that because, you know, they give the <laughs> entire state. So, you know, nobody can find my location. But yeah, man, um, alhamdulillah, it's, it's been uh, podcasting as far as podcasting goes. I've been started November 2019, I believe. Uh, so I was I just had transferred from uh, Middlesex County College and I went to Rutgers and I was in that flow of listening to every podcast out there. I was listening to Freshly Grounded, Elm Feed, IERA. Um, I was listening to so many other podcasts that I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is a sign, <laughs> you know? So I made the Fikra podcast. Um, I was also learning a little bit of Arabic here and there over there. So I learned the word Fikra, which means idea, right? And with that, I thought, you know, this is a great, Thing to start it's like fikra idea you know we're gonna bounce off ideas off of each other and and mashallah like i got a good guests first one was with my brother the first episode and uh i that one was it was interesting because i didn't really know where it was gonna go i didn't have a name for the podcast at that point so the second episode i had the episode name and i had my friend on it that's where you start you know you don't really have any guests in the beginning so and then after that is when I got my first ever Imam interview. And I was like, wow, this is great. And it was so beneficial for me because I learned so much and I was gaining these connections and like just being, this wasn't to, for, for me as Mashhud to tell people like, this is what I do and this is who I am. No, this is for me to learn from the guests that I had, you know? And like, I didn't care for my own name to be big. No, I wanted other people to see okay it's so easy to go and interact and have a conversation with your imam that's 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 what i wanted to do because then people were coming up to me they were like yo how'd you get an episode with that i was like bro i just asked you know they're, they're there for you to ask questions uh stop being shy go ask your imam question like no matter how weird you think the question is they're there to answer your questions you know so that's where it started podcasting and as far as other than that i'm just a student i graduated in may uh, bachelor's, alhamdulillah, in IT. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's that, man. <laughs> Sounds dope, bro. Um, so it's funny that you actually mentioned the name, and I, I love hearing people's like thought process of how they like got yeah. the name for you know whatever they yeah. started. Because I know there was probably like ten other like bad ideas before that one. Yes. So like yes. for example, uh, the name that we have, the Shaded Youth, right? That comes from you know the Hadith of the Seven 
uh, you know, groups that are under the shade of, you know, of Allah's arsh on the day of judgment, right? And one of them is a youth who grows up, you know, uh, you know, being being devout, right? So, um, so that's where where we got that name. But that was after like a whole slew of like really bad ideas, right? For starters, yeah. one of the names that we had was, um, you know, the uh, you know that Mad Mamluks podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we. <laughs> I was like, you know, what, what can, what, what's, what's like a, a ring that, that sounds like that. So I was thinking of like, um, mindful moogles or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cause yeah. I, you know, we're South Asian, right. So uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, maybe moogles, right. <laughs> it's such yeah, a yeah. bad idea. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm curious, what are some like bad names that you might've had before Frickra podcast, or did you have when you were like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, so... like what are some of the other stuff you had in mind? Yeah. So I, I figured I was like, you know, if I just call it, the MH podcast from Mashud Hussain. <laughs> I was like, that's that's safe. You know, yeah, it's safe. You know, it doesn't give me any like. But, but then, then that can like, also people might think it's Muhammad Hijab's uh, podcast, right? Because I think he yeah. also calls it the MH he, podcast. He has, yeah, he does. He does. So then there would be conflict, right? <laughs> uh, but that was even before he even started his episode. So I claimed that. <laughs> no. Oh, gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, he, he got it from you. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I mean, the thing is, like before that. Even the logo, like I made the first logo myself, you know, um, it was just, it was, it was like, it was like a weird thing that I just came up. I was like, it's simple, you know, it's not that hard. And then, uh, you know, after that, I got um, the current logo that we have. And I have to give a shout out to the sister, uh, at Delightfully Designed, very amazing logo creator. She just sent it to me because, um, you know, it was like a fan of the podcast and like everything and like i got the logo and i was like this is amazing um and then like you know so you got now, it without asking her yeah yeah oh that's amazing so, yeah and i was like this is amazing and the current logo it's a light bulb which idea but then it's also like a brain that's like it, it's so unique you know mm-hmm. um and like i've made it into graphics i've like done other things with it Amazing podcast uh, logo, right? Um, and if anybody needs a logo, at Delightfully Designed. But the the thought process before that, yeah, it was just MH Podcast, which is like, I'm sure the same. Or like, oh, I can't remember. There was like, it was also like an alliteration name that I wanted to make. Um, yeah, it was, it, there were some weird ideas, I can tell you that. But, you know, it's been so long, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, okay. So, you know, I love the, the fact that you mentioned um, the theme of your podcast was basically to just have like a sit down with, you know, a local imam or, or maybe just, you know, yeah. any imam out there and make them seem like actual human beings. Because I think that's yeah, like one of sure, the biggest sure. hurdles for like people our age and, and younger, right? Like they, they can't yeah. even talk to the imams. You have like these, all these weird questions, but they have no one to, you know, speak to about them. Right. So very true. I want to ask you how, uh, how actually you got the courage to um, just sit, you know, sit with these imams, sit with these scholars, and actually have a face-to-face conversation with them. Um, and maybe yeah. you can also speak about your own journey of how you yeah, yeah, yeah. got to that state of, you know, being confident enough in your deen to, yeah, to speak yeah. to them. Well, uh, as far as confidence in my deen, uh, I'm still not confident in my deen. You know, you're always working, always got to push yourself to do better. But... Um, public speaking is a big thing that you need to learn eventually in your life. If you have, if you do anything, you know, if you're giving a presentation in high school, if you're giving a presentation uh, to your employer, right. About something that you want uh, because that's how you're built. You know, you, you just have to be a good public speaker. Uh, and, and, it, and nobody is a good public speaker because everybody's nervous, right? Like if I interview somebody way over my league, which is most of the time, I'm very nervous in the beginning to not say anything that might upset them and to have proper adab, proper etiquettes, right? Because when you're dealing with someone that's uh, an imam or someone like that, uh, especially in the beginning when it was in person, uh, now it's all over Zoom. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about how that's changed us uh, as podcasters, I think. And it, you just have to have that etiquette when you go in terms of talking to an imam or a scholar or someone with knowledge that you have a respect for the knowledge, right? That they carry. Um, and it's been a, a journey that I've been constantly learning. Um, you know, there have been times where I have not have had, you know, proper adab and proper etiquettes. 
and like you know i was reprimanded for that so you know you have to learn it's a learning process you learn every day and to get better so uh gaining courage as far as talking to these people i think it was just and and i think this this is something that pushes me over the edge in terms of how i even got my first ever like i think bigger interview even though he's in my locality sheikh ismail um, Sheikh Ismail Isa from MCGP, uh, the Muslim Center of uh, Greater Princeton. Uh, how I got that interview was very interesting because it was in my second episode. I didn't have any guests lined up. I didn't have anybody. I just shouted him out in the podcast, right? And I clipped that out. And a few of my friends knew him from the from the community. I shouted him out in the podcast. I was like, please be on my podcast. And I clipped that out. I posted it as on Instagram. And he has an Instagram, so I tagged him, and everybody was like, eh, Sheikh Ismail, you know, he's who wants you on this podcast. And then he DM'd me, and then, you know, they got his number, and then we started talking. Um, and I never would have met him, I don't think so, like I did now, if I didn't do that and push myself over that edge. Um, and I and now, <laughs> mashallah, uh, I read the Quran to him, right? So like that's how much of a that's level full circle bro that's amazing if exactly yeah and that's the like this podcast gave me that the opportunity to know him on a different level and to sit with him face to face that's the first time i sat with you know like somebody who has uh the they're called the qiraat and somebody who has that level of qiraat and quran and somebody among Ahl quran the among the people of quran who allah SWT says that these people of the quran they are his people, you know, and being in that environment, it just changed my entire perspective on how I approach it. Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's amazing that, um, that you got these connections, you know, it's just through the podcast and I can definitely relate to where, you know, something crazy happens and then you just have a guest lineup for next week. Right. It's, it's like yeah. amazing. Some of the stuff that happened and the connections that you make, just doing what you love. Right. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And that's, I think, um, a huge blessing that people in our position have, because I, I think the, the platform of podcasting is like truly unique in the sense that it's never really about, well, some of them are, but like most of the time, it's really not about the host, right? Like all the attention um, that is brought to, to this podcast, you know, inshallah, I like to think of it as I'm just bringing attention to these amazing guests that are coming on week by week, right? Yeah. So alhamdulillah, you, you, you got the, you got that chance to, to sit at the feet of a scholar that you hugely respect. Um, exactly. And I, I was listening to, uh, this is a story that I, I mentioned uh, that I'll go into. <laughs> so I was listening to the podcast you had with uh, Ustad Harris, I believe. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned a story about, I believe you were running like a recitation page before on Instagram, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> you want to get into that story and then I'll, I'll kind of, uh, as, as my follow-ups. <laughs> I hope you didn't find it. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't find it. I didn't go looking for it. Okay. Okay. Not yet. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that story is uh, an interesting one. Um, I started, I started recording my recitations and I was like 15. Uh, the first one I recorded, I have a, a Google drive folder where they're just old recitations that I, I see as like uh, progress, you know, like I see this is where I was when the first time I recorded, you know, and like you have to consistently get better. And even a recording that I might do, like even right after here, if, I, if it's a recording I might do, I'll find mistakes in it, maybe like tomorrow, you know, because you're constantly trying to improve. Uh, and if you think that you're perfect, let me tell you, newsflash, uh, there's somebody better than you. Right. Um, and there's always going to be somebody better than you. So like it, it's, it's that mindset of who are you doing this for? Right. When I, when I did, when I made my Instagram, uh, it was something like anonymous reciter or whatever, but then I had my face all over it, you know? So <laughs> like, like, what does that make you, you know, like you're putting this facade, uh, of like being, you know, anonymous and whatever, but and I'm talking about myself, I'm putting on this facade. And then just when you do that, you ruin your intentions. Like 
it's kind of like when you have a glass of milk, but then you consistently put coffee grounds in it over and over and over. Those coffee grounds, and if you know anything about coffee, I love coffee. The coffee will never mix in milk just like that. You're going to have to heat it and boil it and work it, right, for it to be consistent. But when you do that and put it raw, that's your bad intentions. They're never going to mix with your good deeds, right? They're never going to be those good intentions, right? Um, so that's the same thing that I was doing. I was putting out content. Um, I had only like a few followers. And then this recitation page um, that made like videos contact me. They were like, oh, can we put your recitation? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh my God, I'm famous. But like, no, <laughs> it's not why you do it. You know, like, and then I deleted that. Uh, and then I still, it's been a journey right now. It's working where intentions. Uh, it's probably why I haven't came out. I haven't come out with an episode in a while. It's been a while. Um, I, I also put away my solo episodes because those were kind of like, <laughs> some of them are very, they were like tributes to my work. And I don't like that about myself like why I did that. I don't realize why I did that. And now I look at it. I'm like, you know, even as a podcaster, your, your intentions are tested hundred thousand percent. Cause you're like, Oh, this is my work. This is my me, me, me. I, I, I No, it's <laughs> not from you. Allah SWT gives you these opportunities, you know? Uh, and I didn't see that. I saw, Oh, I'm promoting this. I'm doing this. I, I stop using I, right. If you can go an hour without saying the word I and me, then you know you're in a good spot but if you can't then why are you always consistently talking about yourself right yeah <laughs> so I don't know. that's that's yeah. beautifully put i couldn't say it better myself um so the when you ended um the recitation page I was, so i was listening to the podcast and you mentioned a bit about how you're speaking to your teacher i believe um yeah. and he actually told you to delete it right Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. So he told me to delete it because uh, I was memorizing Quran uh, at that time, um, and I still am. Uh, so I was memorizing Surah Qalam. Uh, Surah Qalam is like just two pages. That's it. Uh, it shouldn't take you more than like you know at least if you even if you do half a page a day, it shouldn't take you more than four days, right? Uh, it took me seven weeks, um, and I just couldn't memorize. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't focus. And my teacher was like, you know, what's going on? Um, and then like he found out within conversation that I have an Instagram page and I do this, that. He was like, delete it. And I was like, what? And he made me delete the account on the spot in the masjid, sitting in the masjid. So like I deleted it um, and he was like, why do you do this? I was like, I do it for myself. And he was like, that's wrong. You don't do it for yourself. You, you can't say that. You don't do it for yourself you do it for Allah. And if you don't only do it for Allah, then, you know, your intentions are corrupted. And he called me out on the spot. So it's good that I had that teacher that, you know, I still have him as a teacher. He's a great guy. MashaAllah, may Allah preserve him. And I mean, he gives me advice. And, and he recently gave me a very special advice and I really benefited from him. I was, um, I was in a Walmart and I was shopping and he calls me and he's like, Hey, I, uh, I have to tell you something. And he just gave me advice on the spot. So, you know, and then I shall love him, you know, but that's where that story was. That's amazing, bro. Mashallah. Um, and we always need those, those teachers to kind of just give that like super blunt advice or just like delete it. Very right? true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a funny story. Um, so one of the, one of our local teachers, one of the local scholars, a bunch of us, we studied under him um for for a good year you know doing various courses and like it, it was really just like a weekend class like doing stuff in like fiqh aqidah right um hanafi fiqh and like you know maturidi aqidah so we we got pretty close to him and um and so he he would just like you know give us like the most blunt advice right like we would also like go to him for you know uh to fix our tajweed and he would just straight up yeah. you know roast your tajweed right like you need that course, yeah. um and i i remember when he found out about my podcast and this was like super early on when I was like getting like just getting my, my foot into, you know, this whole public speaking kind of thing. I was really nervous. You can kind of like, I look back on those episodes and it's cringe, right? Like I think a lot of us look back on our 
like first oh, work yeah. and it's like yeah. oh man this is terrible <laughs> right why do people watch and then he was just like Shaquille why are you so monotone <laughs> and I was like oh man that, yeah, that hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you really need those 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 guides in your life to just straight up tell you like what you're doing wrong yeah. even for stuff like this right <laughs> yeah, it's good they listen to it's good it's good do your teachers listen to to your uh to your podcast uh i send them uh uh yeah my teachers have listened to a bunch of them and then they were like hey uh this is incorrect <laughs> so i pri- i privatized some episodes because of that and uh they were like hey this sounds really arrogant delete it and i was like oh so yeah so i deleted it um there are there were episodes that i had to cut out some some portions or something and it's all a matter of like having fact checkers on you because like of course people might not notice it but in the background i have at least four to five people uh being like they're basically on the team right uh even like unofficially they're on the team because like obviously they're not like always doing the background stuff but they're fact checkers, you know, and I have teachers like that. They can be, you know, it's great though. That's amazing, bro. Mashallah. Yeah. Um, so was it always initially supposed to be like a solo podcast where it's just you and then like another guest or did you also have um, other ideas in mind? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning I was like, okay, so I'm just going to have like, you know, good people and random people from Rutgers and uh from around the area from the university uh and then i was like you know what that's that's not credible right because i don't want my podcast to be a fun one uh it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. beneficial because at the end of the day whatever you do it could be for you or against you after you die right um and it's pretty black and white right because it's not or it's going to bring nothing to you And do you want something after you die? Is it going to bring nothing to you? Or is it going to benefit you in your grave that somebody might change? Even if it's like one person out of a thousand or out of every listener, if it's just one person that's changed their way from an episode I did with a certain imam or a certain person, they started learning the Quran because of Ustad Haris's episode or something. Or because of Sheikh Ismail's episode, they wanted to learn more about the Quran. Or because of uh, uh, Imam... um, Kaiser from the chaplain at Rutgers, if because of his episode, they found more solace within the deen or something, you know, there, there's a, like, I want that to benefit me as a sadqajariya after, you know, um, and at the end of the day, Allah SWT says, ya amanu, uh, wa nara. meaning, ya uh, ya amanu, save your family, right? save yourselves and save your family all you who believe save yourselves first and save your family from the fire right because who are you gonna if you're not gonna save yourself right and what does Allah mention that he says save yourselves first and then your family right because if you're not gonna fix yourself on an individual basis how are you gonna make change on a communal basis and then inshallah on a you know a bigger scale so um it's all about how we treat ourselves because no person in this dunya is going to be held to account for somebody else's deeds right when they die they're going to be resurrected and they're going to be asked about what they did right they don't care allah doesn't care what your brother did in his own time in his own life when he's married and when he has kids no you are going to be held to account for your responsibilities and the rights that allah placed on you so that's something i i have pondered upon pretty seriously and i was and the part of the reason why i've paused the podcast for a little bit to fix myself right to fix yeah you need soul work all the time uh it's also it's not some people might call it uh, erratic behavior and like oh you do it like 10 episodes here and then you do like a six month break like break i was like no not really i do these episodes and then i take a break for my nafs my nafs wants more popularity right but i don't give it to it why would i because then that changes my entire perspective and my intentions so uh inshallah soon you know i'll because i have guests you know it's not an issue like alhamdulillah i have contacts and everything but it's just 
the mindset that you approach it with, that's going to be held to account. For sure, bro. And yeah. Oh, sorry. I think you were about to say something. No, no, no. I just, no, I just realized I rant a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all good. Yeah. The more yeah, you yeah. speak, the less I have to. So that's, yeah, <laughs> you're doing yeah. all the work for me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, I'm like just reminded of when I was first starting out and like all I would do, bro, I would just focus on the numbers. Like, subhanAllah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if um you post your, uh, your podcast on YouTube as well, but like tried. you tried, it didn't work out. Yeah. I'll ask more about that. So, <laughs> gotcha. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, on on YouTube layout, how it works is after you post a video, and then like you know a couple of days yeah. go by, they'll like rank your videos in like the last like ten videos yeah. you did, and then they'll like give you a bunch of stats like oh your average view time is this, and like you're you didn't get as much like watch time on this episode, and like you're always comparing yourself, and I think that I just realized I was like so unhealthy like nowadays i don't even i don't even check like alhamdulillah i, I got to that stage uh, you know may, may allah preserve me and like yeah. not let me fall back into that but like i would always just check the numbers on like on on the views and the watch time on you know engagement right uh and you know audio platforms they're, they're hard enough as it is so like doing video i was just like you know my face is there and it's so much like i, I think there's exactly. like a lot of narcissism that can that can be put into your work if you just let it, if you just let a spiral out of control, right? If you don't put like the brakes on it, like reflect a bit, you know, ask yourself, why are you doing it, right? And subhanAllah, like, just like as you said, you know, it can be seen as erratic by other people, right? Like putting out 10 episodes, grinding it out, and then just taking a yeah. six month break. <laughs> I've had that, right? Like I've had mm-hmm. where it was less about like, you know, taking a break from myself and more of just like, you know, I got caught busy doing other stuff, but I've always noticed like there wasn't, um, there wasn't any like less fulfillment on my side when I wasn't doing it. Right. Like I had the same kind of, uh, satisfaction with, with myself when I wasn't putting out episodes, like Alhamdulillah, I love doing this, but also like there are other stuff in my life. Right. Like, and I'm sure as it is for you with, you know, your Quran yeah. and your studies and, 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 and whatnot. Right. So, yeah. you know, may Allah like preserve our nafs, man. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. can be really troublesome. I mean, SubhanAllah. Very true. So I want to, I want to ask more about your, uh, your Quran journey. Um, you mentioned that you did hifs. Um, could you I'm speak a little, currently, you're, yeah. you're, you're currently doing hifs. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So could you speak a little bit about, um, why you wanted to start doing hifs and what was the motivation yeah, behind yeah. that? So, um, bismillah. Uh, so I started when I was 17. Uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> so I started when I was 17, like officially, officially, because, and, and it, so, so here's the thing. So I was, as a kid, I was always, you know, taught to read Quran and do everything but I was only ever focused on reading. I was never really encouraged. Um, well, not encouraged, but I was never really pushed, forced. Because I know a lot of people that are forced to become Hafiz, Hafiz, his, right? Uh, because it runs deep in our community, right? The Pakistani community. Um, and uh, it it was never forced upon me. And, and my parents saw that and they said, okay, we're not going to force our kid to do Hafiz because it, I, we've seen what happens to kids that are forced. So uh, Alhamdulillah for that. And I'm never gonna say that I regret not doing it younger, but uh, in a real sense, like I wish I had, you know? Uh, and to anybody out there who's still younger than 22, uh, please start now. If you, have, if you have anything in your heart that's stopping you, please start now. Uh, because you're going Barely to- Barely made it, it, I'm 21. <laughs> Barely oh, made mashallah. it. Yeah, exactly, man. If you have anything in your heart that's telling you to do hifs, it's a sign from Allah, do it. Because you don't want to end up married with kids and trying to get your kids to do something that you wanted to do, uh, or trying to still do it at the age of like, you know, 45, 50, 60. And that's not a bad thing to want to do it later because you don't have the time or do not have the capacity. But if you have time, and I know that if you just cut out TikTok, Instagram, social media time, dude, you're going to find two hours in the day that you can just do hips, you know, find a teacher. That's my first step. 
my problem was that I didn't do it with a teacher in the beginning. Uh, and I call it a problem because I don't agree with it. Um, I say, find a teacher, stick to that teacher, which is also contradictory to what I did. Uh, so 17, uh, let's say around like fall when I was 17, forgot the year. <laughs> so how old are you that, now? I go to, uh, 22. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, it's been a while. Like 2016-ish? So, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So fall 2016. Um, around that time, I was also like, you know, applying to colleges and doing everything. But I was also in high school. High school, as a public school, it was a different time period. It was a period of time where I didn't care too much about Dean, but I was, I still knew my morals, right? Let's just say that. And uh, going towards that period of my life, it changed the course of where I would do hips, right? Um, then comes, let's fast forward, because I didn't finish Juz Amma, 30th Juz, until a year after that, right? I, it took me a year because I was on and off, right? And then it took me another year to do 29th Juz because I was also on and off. So it took me two years to do two Juz, and I was like, this is not how it's going to be. Um, and then... Like I went to my teacher and I was like, you know, I need to be, a, I need to have a routine. So was like, the first two judges were just by yourself. Um, kind of, because I was still having my online teacher uh, okay. from Pakistan, right? Um, I still had him, but he knew that I was on and off. He didn't think I was serious. So after that, I went to the masjid. I was like, you know, and this is the teacher that gave me the blunt advice. Um, I said, I need help. You know, this is where I'm going to need help. And uh, he said, you know, leave off sin, first and foremost. That part was hard, right? Because as a young teenager, there's a lot of sins that you have that are recurring. A lot of things that a lot of us can relate to, that they are not things that you can just leave, right? You cannot leave a certain uh, person. You cannot leave a certain group of friends. You cannot leave an addiction, right? These type of things are things that a lot of people don't talk about because they're too real, right? Uh, and as that 18-year-old, I was like, it's really hard. I don't know what I found. I don't know. My friends are not going to understand why I want to do this journey. This is like, it's too hard. So then I waited again. Um, <laughs> and then you wouldn't believe two years again went by again. Um so 18, uh, 19, I was, yeah, still 19. 19 is when I finished the 28th Juz. And I was like, this is it. Uh, I'm just, I'm really slow. I'm too late to do a hips. I was 19, you know? And then the podcast came and I was like, okay, this is, this is my time to get back into Dean, get back into connections. And that's why I did it. It was more of a self-help podcast. You know, uh, it was to help my journey and have people that are constantly checking up on me and have people that are constantly in my life that, you know, have that Dean aspect. Um, and then after that, you know, I had that talk with Sheikh Ismail and that changed my entire perspective too. Uh, and he was like, you know, if you want to do hefs, you're going to have to strap yourself down and just do it. Like this is where Nike's slogan goes very hard. Like, just do it, dude, just do it. Cause there's nobody, I'm telling you, if anybody's listening, anybody's watching, please, if you have anything in your heart, you know, that wants, that you want to do hifs, you want to be a memorizer of the Quran, find a teacher, sit down with them, tell them your situation and tell them that you want to do hifs. Guaranteed, they will give you the same advice to just strap down and do it. Right. Because there's no like if you want to learn Tajweed, that's great. But just focus on the practical part of Tajweed, meaning be able to say and be able to like say that I can recite with Tajweed by by like a, a very practical sense, meaning like you don't say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. No, like properly pronounce it, you know. And that's fine. You don't have to know the slifat and the makharij and all these things. 
that's later, bro. Focus on memorizing the Quran, right? And that goes with any type of knowledge, you know? If And that's what I've been advised by many teachers of mine. Before you go towards any sort of ilm, any sort of knowledge, sit down, ask yourself, do I want to memorize the Quran? Do I have the time? If you want to go towards any other knowledge, the Quran is above all of them. And you're going to need the Quran in your life forever. So first and foremost, memorize the Quran and then go towards seeking other knowledge, right? Obviously learn basic fiqh, basic aqidah, all these things alongside, right? There's no harm in that, but make your priority, right? And this is something Sheikh Ismail said to prioritize your priorities, meaning you have certain things that you want to do in life, make that the highest thing, right? Sacrifice those nights out, right? Sacrifice those things that you might not need in your life, right? Delete the app, delete, delete Instagram. You don't have to deactivate your account because then you're like asking for, oh, I need help, I'm sad. No, <laughs> stop it, you know, just delete the app. <laughs> it's not bad to delete the app. Okay, yeah, your DMs might be waiting for like four days because that's maximum how long you're gonna be able to delete it for, you know? <laughs> like just chill out, you know, and d- do it. Just do it. That's what it is. So if by now, still, it hasn't clicked in somebody's head to, if you have something wanting to you, if, if you have something for you in your head that you want to do hips, do it. That's what they should take from this. <laughs> SubhanAllah, bro. Um, I, I'm kind of reminded of like, well, firstly, uh, how far are you in, into your hips journey right now? Uh, halfway. Alhamdulillah. Halfway. Gotcha. MashaAllah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, how did you balance? Cause obviously you just said you graduated college, right? How did you balance doing his, you know, mashallah, you got, you know, halfway through that's 15 years and, you know, you, you started seriously at 19. So that's like 12 years in three years, right? How did you balance that with also your studies? And, you know, I'm sure you probably had some extracurriculars on the side. So how did you fully schedule that structure that, you know, how, what was your strategy? Um, be around good company, right? Be around people that encourage you in whatever you do, right? Don't be around people that whenever you meet them, you're reminded of everything except for Allah, right? Be around people that when you see them, when you sit with them, you're reminded of Allah. That's the first step to really stay on track, right? Because these people will keep you in that loop of, okay, I'm a Muslim. That's my identity. That's who I am. This is my place. All right. Cause a lot of us were in crowds that they look Pakistani, they look Brown, they look Muslim, they look the part, but if you really dig deep, they don't know their deen. They don't know who they are. Right. They're more focused on the culture rather than their deen. They're more, they're more focused on, you know, going to brown weddings and doing bhangra versus their deen, you know? So like that, that's, that's the first thing. Keep yourself around good company. Um, other than that, for myself personally, I found that secluding myself from, uh, and it's not a good thing, but secluding, I had to choose my words wisely, secluding myself from everyone during the time I had to do hifs, that's what it takes that's the sacrifice. Like you're just going to have to do it. There's no other way to say, okay, oh, I'm, I'm going to do hifs on the side. No, no, no. You're going to do hifs and everything else is on the side because everything else can be on the side because it's not divine. When something is divine, it needs your attention fully, right? You turn your phone off during hifs time. Um, so if we want to go a little bit practical and how to structure the day um you know you wake up for fajr even if you want to sleep after fajr that's fine but do your adhkar adhkar al-sabah adhkar al-masa there are morning supplications and evening supplications those are two things that you need constant in your life um once i started implementing those that made the burden of life much easier right so uh, when you have that in your life it's going to be made easy for you because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, 
ومن أعرض عن ذكري فإن له معيشة ضنكا ضنكا so whoever has whoever goes away from my remembrance who that person is going to have a miserable life right and that person will be resurrected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues and that person will be resurrected on the day of judgment blind right and then that person says ya rabb why have you resurrected me blind when i could see and that person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to that person that my ayahs my signs came to you clearly and you turned blind just like you're blind right now so be blind right and so that's terrifying right we don't want we don't want our situation to be like that on the day of judgment we ask Allah to protect us I mean and uh very very powerful ayat that you know even even the even these podcasts these are signs from Allah to you that you need to change right if you need to make a change today you need to make a change today there's no regret that you're going to have in your later life if you make a change today guaranteed if you made a change even before in your life remember that part i remember the day i remember the day that i made change that i said i'm going to change and i'm i'm still changing alhamdulillah but that day was when i left off those things that I was involved in, the people that I was involved in, these things that I was involved in, I left that because I said, Ya Allah, I want to make a change today. And it's not something that I like mentioning because it may come off as a little bit of arrogance, but I promise it's something that I need to tell people because they too can have that. Because Allah SWT doesn't limit how much peace that you can get. Because Allah SWT is peace. He's one of his names. Right? Assalam. Right? He is the source of peace. He is the creator. And if you come towards him, then you'll have peace. People seek peace. People seek peace in nasheeds. People seek peace in other things. People seek peace in sunsets. I know myself, for myself, when I was uh, even still, right? There's that serotonin that's released. And I feel that peace when I look at a sunset. It's beautiful. And I want to be there. Right. One of my dream uh, places to go is Iceland and Greenland, right? Because of the nature and the mountains and the beauty that Allah SWT has created. And because I feel in my mind that that is peace. I want to be there because that is peace. But what's going to happen when I go there? Because when you go there and you see, is this thing truly my peace? No, my peace is with Allah. I could have found that peace right in my room, right? So that's something that people have to understand. SubhanAllah. And it's, it's really true. Like um, when you prioritize Allah and, you know, something as sacred as the Quran in your life, Allah will make it easy for you. Because I'm sure that once you cut out the distractions in your life, it just seemed really easy or not really easy, but, you know, it seemed easier, right? Yep. Right. So yeah. I remember... Um, a uh, so me and a, a few of the other guys we went on like a spiritual retreat to the the Poconos actually um, with yeah. a couple of scholars a few weeks ago, and um, they actually brought uh, one of their friends who's like 36, 37, you know, a, a bigger a big brother kind of figure, and mashallah he dropped so many gems in that trip because he he lived a lifestyle that, in his words, he he said that. Think of everything in this dunya that you want. Like I had that. Like that's pretty much like he didn't want to expose his sins, but that's pretty much how he described the lifestyle that he was living before. Yeah. And how he described his journey to Dean, right? He he was always he mentioned that he would always look at you know people who would um, you know grow like uh, a full beard and like you know follow the sunnah of like you know pulling putting their pants uh, above their ankles and, and stuff like that. And he was like, that's so weird to me. Like, that is so weird. That's so the opposite of, uh, you know, society's norms and cultures. And this was like you know, a good few years ago, maybe like 10 years ago or something like that, right? And then he said, but then it started getting popular and trendy. And he said, I was reminded of the days when I would uh, pr- like make dua to Allah to make following the deen and following this and the easy for me. And he, he, he put it so beautifully, man. He said that I believe that Allah wanted me to follow his dean so closely that he changed the whole world for me that now the culture is that it's cool to have a beard it's cool yeah. to have 
you know, pants above your ankles, you know, with the Capri and, and, you know, all this other stuff, with people like folding their pants. It was like, it's yeah. cool now. And he's like, I believe that I'm the most beloved creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because look where I was. And now Allah changed the whole world for me just to follow his deen, right? Like subhanAllah. And I think that's yeah. like something as important as his or, or you know, seeking knowledge or, or whatever, right? As long as it's like on the path to Allah, like somehow Allah will make it easy for you. Um, and man, like just speaking to you and like the passion you have for um, for the Quran, it's like giving me that zeal as well. Because, you know, I think um, a lot of us, you mentioned that, you know, how your parents didn't want to force you to, to you know, yeah. memorize the Quran and whatnot. I think a lot of us have that like, <laughs> like trauma, like childhood trauma of like, no, those. Sure. Um, sure. I don't know if, if Pakistanis say huzurs, right? Like I'm Bengali, so we, we call them huzurs. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, those those guys that come to your house and, you know, they, they tutor you in the Quran and you memorize yeah, you in there. Yeah, 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 but like, you know, they like beat you up and stuff like that. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of us grew up on that. On that. And uh, I had that kind of, you know, that troubled relationship with the Quran for a while. And like I didn't realize this, but subconsciously that was like, like kind of inhibiting me from actually, you know, progressing uh, my my journey with the Quran and and like, alhamdulillah, I memorized a good amount of Jews when I was younger, and then you just forget it all, right? That's just kind of what happens when you don't have that inner actual motivation to keep pursuing it. Um, yeah. And and so in the last couple of years, like you you, I finally got that love back for the Quran. And like you said, it's never too late, right? And obviously, like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to stretch it to too late, like 45 or like 50, but, yeah, yeah. you know, like, no, no, inshallah, we that, all have that motivation, right? There's, of course, there's many stories of people who are older, even now, that have memorized, even while being, there's one uh, surgeon that I know of, that he memorized the Quran, being a surgeon, uh, and like, with all that, while being a dad of two kids and the two kids are now mashallah hafiz he's also hafiz so there's no excuse that you have if a surgeon can do it while being a full-time surgeon while having kids while being a dad while being a husband while doing all of this and mashallah like also another person that i know of in the uk you know he has mashallah three beautiful daughters you know and he has to and they're young they're kids and he has mashallah i believe now he's been striving and so hard and he's one of the most hardworking people i know of as well like he's now i think seven or eight close to ajza now done you know and he's been working it and very serious so like there's no excuse you know no matter how old you are the prophet started receiving the quran at 40 years old and it took him 23 years. So if you can do it in 23 years, that's more than enough time, you know? Right, subhanAllah. I think that's uh, also Sheikh Okasha in Turkey, uh, Texas. He has um, like a plan set up for kids to do it in 23 years, right? <laughs> if you want to, that's the longest <laughs> plan, right? Yeah, you could do it in two years, but he said that if you want to do it, like the Prophet did it, in terms of real, real like getting all of these ayat in that much time yeah do it here you go 23 years it's a lifelong commitment and don't think that after you become a half of mana like that's it no it's a lifelong commitment lifelong meaning you're gonna be revising i can tell you the more time that you spend revising the sweeter this journey becomes the more time that you set, like spend reading this book I know people who read five ajza, six ajza a day, right? From memory, just reading. <laughs> like that's that's where they are in their life, you know? That's And that's normal to them. That's like water. That's how they drink water. That's it. They're always reciting the Quran. SubhanAllah. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to ask, um, you you also said that you were, you know, you dropped some ayat and you translated them. So you're also on a, a journey of studying Arabic as well, right? yeah okay yeah yeah so so uh alhamdulillah i've been learning arabic for two and a half years i think when i a year before i started the podcast so uh 2018 october 2018 was when i started uh from like the basics like i didn't know anything 
uh still don't know much but alhamdulillah it's, it's a journey now um yeah alhamdulillah man, still a journey still gotcha. were, were you a same teacher were you a full-time student as well during that time um yeah 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 so it was two times a week um two classes a week two hours a week it doesn't hurt you know i do it with uh studio arabia studio arabia.com uh there oh it's online studio. okay yeah it's online all online so they start you from the basics my teacher he started me from you know what's your name in arabic you know masmuka and then it's like ismi mashhud that's it and they start you like that and now we're learning like like you know medium intermediate level grammar you know so like he's and like he tells me about life and we talk about my life and everything he's giving me advice on other things sometimes some classes are just a therapy session for me you know because <laughs> like that's it but like that's the bond that you build when you learn something of the sacred sciences these people become like those father figures those older brother figures you know and they change your life each one of them in their own way yeah that's amazing man um and i do want to kind of wrap up because i know you have place to go and i i know you personally don't mind but i don't want to like make your oh, friends no, upset with yeah. you or anything like that no problem no problem no problem <laughs> but um yeah no so problem. just a few wrap-up questions for you the first being um you know obviously you're on your hips journey and you know you did full-time student and you know i'm sure you had other stuff what advice would you have so let's say I'm asking, but I actually am asking for, for myself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. what advice do you have for someone, you know, just finishing up college? Um, we have like a part-time job on weekends. How would you schedule your day to uh, balance, you know, doing hips? Yeah. So um, I'm a nighttime memorizer, so I can't okay. do it in the morning, uh, even though even though it's like sacred to do it in the morning. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just not a morning person. I drink coffee every day, uh, multiple times a day. Um, so, you know, even before this interview, I drink coffee. <laughs> like, so the thing is like, it's, it's, I'm not a morning person, so I can only give advice for people that are night, night owls like me. So uh, I still wake up early, right? Still wake up early, uh, even though you sleep a little later, just sleep less, it's fine. You don't need that much sleep. You don't need 10 hours, right? Just minimum like you know seven but schedule your seven hours that's it or six but keep your memorization time consistent find what works for you and this is advice that i even got from Ustad jamal Sheikh Ismail. find a time that works for you uh the most beneficial time and it is sacred right even if it doesn't work for me personally sometimes if you can feel the barakah right the prophet he said and this means uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed barakah for my ummah in its morning, right? Post-fajr or pre-fajr, right? Tahajjud time. Make sincere dua. First step towards even trying to come towards the Quran, make sincere dua. Ya Allah, I need this book because this book is going to save me. You are going to save me. Ya Allah, I need your help. Give me time. Oh, master of time, give me time. Right and change my heart towards this deen and keep it firm on the deen. First and foremost, make sincere dua. Second, find a time that works for you. Make it either in the morning or the night, right? Or even I've found any time that works for you. But figure out your schedule because everybody's schedule is going to be different. But post fajr is most beneficial because that's when your mind has nothing on it. It's the first thing that you do. You begin your you begin your day with the Quran. Um, I personally do the review part in the mornings, right? I don't do any new memorization in the mornings, but I do it uh, as far as review because I found that's most beneficial. And you feel that barakah, right? When you wake up early, nobody's awake. You wake up early, you do your own thing. You're not disturbed by anyone. That's it. You know, you're focusing on your deen. You're focusing on your progression. So first and foremost, figure that out. Second, uh, no, that was second. Third, <laughs> third, try your best to keep that consistency, right? Because the Prophet he also says, uh, Leave off deeds that you can't do because you know you can't do them. Don't be extra zealous, especially as I'm seeing, mashallah, you're very zealous. But 
don't burn yourself out. I've been on that road. I've been on that road multiple times. Do not burn yourself out. How do you do this? By keeping a small and consistent rate because the Prophet said that Allah SWT loves these deeds that are consistent, consistent, but they're small. Small but consistent. So if that means you have to memorize four lines a day to start out, do that. Or if you have to memorize an ayah a day, start that. But start it, you know, don't be someone that does it one day and doesn't do it the other, because you're going to want to do 10 pages the first day, you're going to want to feel that light, you're going to want to feel that. Because the more that you take from this being, the more sweet it's going to become. But don't overdose yourself, because then you're going to burn out, right? And then shaitan's going to say, Oh, yeah, get more, 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 more. And then what happens? Then you burn out, then you fall hard, right? Uh, and I'm sure you've experienced this with anything, right? Even yeah. if you try to study too much, study too much science, study too much math, study too much anything, right? You're going to fall. You're going to fall hard. So that's the thing you don't want to do. And fourth, I'm going in order, I'm hoping, um, right? Keep that consistency, but keep it small. Uh, and after that, just, you know, continue to make your intentions pure. As soon as you sit down for the Quran, before you even open it, Say, Ya Allah, I do this for you out loud. Because as soon as you say that, then you are manifesting that within yourself, right? And that's that concept. And you say, Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you. And make that like apparent to yourself. Say that, Ya Allah, I don't care if I get fame. I don't care if anything comes my way other than your pleasure. Ya Rab, I want your pleasure. That's it. That's all I want in this life. I want you to be pleased with what I do. So make that your goal. Make that, Ya Allah, I want this book to be in my heart because you love this book and it is your speech. Ya Allah, I want that. I want to follow the sunnah of the Prophet and I want this to be that opening. So, and that's that. You just, it's all about tawfiq. Tawfiq from Allah. What does that mean? It means that if Allah subhanahu wants it for you, you're going to get it no matter what. Right, And if he doesn't want it from you, then you won't even be inclined towards it. If you're inclined towards it, that means that Allah SWT wants it from you. That means that you're meant to do that. And you have to do it. it become, and in your own kind of mindset, you should make it fard upon you. I'm not going to go to sleep today until I do my next, my next session, even if it's four lines. Even if I'm doing two pages per day, but I have to cut it down today because I'm extra tired, I don't want to leave off today. Because what if I don't wake up tomorrow, right? Because what if today is my last chance to memorize a little bit more? What if I didn't do it today and I die and I wake up in my qabr tomorrow that the angels say, why didn't you do it? Did you think that you would wake up? What guarantee did you have that you would be here tomorrow? So you, you, it puts into perspective that as soon as you go to sleep, what's your guarantee that you're going to wake up? Right, that's the thing. Yeah. So as so that's why um, maybe it's like a spiritual thing for me as well when I do it at night, is that I want the last thing that I do in the day to be my hifs. Right. I want the last thing to do in my day to be with the Quran. So that's why I think if you kind of conquer it within the beginning of your day, and if you, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa taala protect the soul. But if you go away in the day, and also Allah subhanahu wa taala commands for your soul to be taken within that day, at least you started your day with the Quran. But if you go in the night, then Allah SWT took you in that night. At least you ended your day with the Quran. So keep it on both ends so that it balances out whatever you did. And Allah SWT forgives you. And we ask Allah SWT to forgive us all and uh, make us among Ahlul Quran. And we ask Allah SWT to give us so much barakah and so much blessing for yeah. you know meeting and being in connection with everybody else too. Uh, very, very amazing meeting you, man. I mean, Jazakallah khair, man. Likewise, um, I'm going to let you go, inshallah, to, you know, your boys that are, are going to oh, come to New York. <laughs> inshallah, if you want to stop yeah, by, bro, yeah. anytime you come, you come to New York, let me know. Um, of course, I'll around Brooklyn. <laughs> of course, of course. Jazakallah khair once again, man. Um, it was yeah, a pleasure. Jazakallah khair for the listeners and the viewers that are watching or listening on any audio platforms. Because remember, guys, we have audio platforms. Most of my viewership is on YouTube. I'm trying to like get the, the audio plug in there. <laughs> but thanks again, guys. Uh, hope to see you guys next week. And 
too much with Islam alaikum bro and I uh, hope you guys have an amazing hangout and a story Also I just realized I forgot to say the dua at the end so subhanakallahumma bihamdika wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik Peace guys see you guys next week